Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Today's message is community. Now, here's Pastor Chris. Let's pray. God, as we gather together today, and as we uh, study your word, be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, this chair is not moving too much. All right, that's all right. I'm not going to move, period. I hope. You know, I, I hate watching myself preach, but I do it because I need to find things that I could improve on. And uh, I noticed I move a lot. <laughs> So I'm going to try to do the opposite today. I'm going to try to sit still and, and um, uh, let's, uh, let's uh, dive into the word. Now, as I was saying before earlier, uh, if you are a young adult or even a, a teenager, a high school student, I'm going to be meeting with all of our, our young adults and, and high school students, if you're interested, too. Next week, right after church, there will be food. Uh, so, but I need to know who's coming. And we're going to talk about, well, the main objectives are, number one, I want to be able to get to know our youth and young adults. Uh, a lot of you know that I've been a youth and young adult pastor for most of my career, and it's, I, I, they're a very important part of our church, and I want to see them thrive. I don't want to see them walk out these doors and walk away. So I want to hear from you. I want to hear what your dreams and goals and desires for this church, and I want to have a meal with you together. So, if you know of uh, any youth and young adults who would like to be able to partake in this conversation next week directly after church, please have them come see me or contact me, okay? Um, Last week, we talked about prayer, and we talked about Bible study. Anybody want to bravely say they did it? Some of you did. All right. That's okay. We all start somewhere, okay? How did you like the Acts model? Was it easy to remember? Adoration, confession, thankfulness, supplication. Okay? Daily, that's an easy prayer model to follow. Now, if you don't remember anything that I preached about last week, or maybe you want a handout, I put one together. It's a work in, uh, work in progress, but it, it not only sh- uh, basically has what I preached about last week on prayer and studying the Bible, but it also gives you some uh, a list of resources that you can, if you want to go further in your study, you can look up to get started and study. All right, so with that, let's begin and talk about community, fellowship and breaking of bread. Father in heaven, Lord, today we've gathered together as we now begin uh, our next sermon uh, in discipleship and Focusing on the community of, of fellowship and breaking the bread. Be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. So, uh, last week, I wanted to, I, I read a, 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 a passage in Acts, and I want to read this together. So, to help build our community, we're going to do an, uh, we're going to practice that by reading together. Are we all ready? Okay, let's begin. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. 
and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together, and all had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and lungs and distributing the proceeds to all, as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. This is a very important passage because it's a snapshot, a picture of what the early church was like. So imagine now you're a Christian back in the day, (coughs) excuse me, and and many of these people, they were outcasts. They They banded together and they worked for the cause of Christ preaching, teaching, they studied the word, they prayed together in the temple and in their homes, they broke bread with one another in their homes, and they fellowshiped, they were together. So uh, last week we talked about prayer and, and, and the teaching or studying of scripture, and today we're going to talk about fellowship and the breaking of bread. Now the reason why I'm sitting here is there's a point, um, tables. Tables are important. Why are tables important? Well, for maybe many of us, their first date was a meal. We shared at a table, perhaps in a restaurant, unless you're romantic and you packed a a picnic basket and you went to go have lunch in a park or a meadow, right? Important documents have been signed at tables. Family meals growing up. We always tried to have dinner together as much as possible at the table. Growing up, especially as a teenager, my mom, it seemed like our home and my mom and uh, Mrs. Ramirez, she would open up her home as well to all of the teenagers. And there was a, a big group of us, anywhere from 10 to 30 people would show up and we would just have dinner together. And it wasn't anything extravagant. Um... Mrs. Ramirez made the best sofrito and black beans and, and um, many other awesome dishes. And my mom as well was not afraid to make a meal that we could all come together, that we could feel safe, and we could fellowship and break bread together, especially on Friday nights. Partially, I think, as well, they just wanted to ensure that their kids weren't getting into trouble. <laughs> But it was an awesome time. It was a memorable time for me growing up, being able to be with my friends, sharing. Uh, We'd have maybe a a devotional, depending on where we were at. But we always spent time. And there was this community, so much so that Pete, Brandon, Kiff, um, my brother, Grant, these are just names to you. But they're my best friends growing up. Some of them I I don't get to see as much because geographically they're in Portland and I'm down here. And as well, we've we've all taken on careers that uh, demand a lot of time and we've gotten married. Some of of us have had kids. And so I don't get to see them as much. But when we're together, 
is as if nothing had changed. I remember uh, another friend of mine, uh, Bjorn. He's my best friend growing up. I believe we met probably and started hanging out around the ages of maybe 12 or 13. And uh, he lived around the corner from me up Wellabur Street in Loma Linda. And we would play roller hockey. We would do everything together. After school was done, we'd always get together. We'd build tunnels because he lived, uh, his house was built against a backdrop of a hill. And we would take shovels and we would literally build tunnels and we would explore. We would play basketball. We would skate. We would do all kinds of things. And it was this community growing up that we were inseparable. So tables. Tables, in many ways, are the platform to doing ministry, especially as we look in the gospel. Now, maybe they didn't have tables, actually, but as a symbol, the disciples and and many of the early believers got together and shared meals together. They communed and they were with each other. When I look at the gospel, when I look at times of where Jesus spent time with people, I'm reminded of the story of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. And if you were a tax collector, you were not very high on the social status. You were probably down here. Now, Zacchaeus was a well-to-do guy. He had a lot of money. The question is, how did he inherit that wealth? When people looked at Zacchaeus as a tax collector, they looked at him with disdain. And I'm sure he probably received a lot of teasing and bullying because of his what? His height. He was not blessed in gift with height. He was compact, economically sized. And um, when he hears that Jesus is coming to his town, he has to what? Climb a tree to see Jesus. And when Jesus passes by, he's looking, he's maybe either looking eye to eye or he's looking down. Jesus looks at him and he says, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So Zacchaeus immediately, he climbs down and he welcomes him gladly. And then the crowd Amazing when people on the outside don't know maybe perhaps the proper perspective. Always have to talk. And they start saying things. They start muttering, he's gone to be the guest of a what? A sinner. Okay, Tax collectors and sinners on the same level field. Again, not very well liked and not very well pleased. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Lord, look. Here and now, I give half of all of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay them back how much? Four times. You'll pay them back four times. And Jesus said, today, salvation has come to this house. Because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Now, going back, when you first came to the church, maybe you didn't have a meal here, but how many of you remember having a meal with the church family? Maybe after, right after church, you went to somebody's house 
and you shared a meal. Maybe you had a potluck. That was one thing as well, growing up in the church. I grew up in the Azure Hills Church, at least in my, my teenage years. And we would float from different house to house. A family would host, and we would bring potluck. And we would share meals. If you want to build trust, go to potluck. <laughs> because you learn about one another. You can't just sit at a table in silence. Not this church. I've, I've learned long enough that y'all like to hang out with each other, right? And so you got to get to know each other. So, building trust, faith, uh, community, fellowship and breaking of bread requires that we have to build a sense of trust. When we go to meet other people, especially when we're new, sometimes it can be nervous for somebody who's new, unless they're just very extroverted and they love people, right? But building a sense of trust. Sharing meals with one another is one way of building trust because you get to know, you get to share uh, parts of your life, what's important to you. Building trust as well. There was a story I read uh, one time where a man was playing with his nephew and they were playing uh, tag and, and with others and they were running out. And one time, at one point, his, his, his nephew was it. and uh, No, the, un- the uncle was it. And so he was running all over, he tagged him, and then the child closed his eyes, counted, and then turned around, and then his face literally hit a tree, as if he was trying to eat the bark off of the tree. Now, when a child's face hits a tree, especially a young child, I think this child was about nine years old, he instantly got very scared, because he realized his teeth we're kind of moving, but he was still really young, so he may lose a few teeth. But he, he got very scared, and his mom tried to console him, but that wasn't working until finally the child and his uncle were sitting. The child was crying, his tears streaming down his ears, and he said, Jonathan, it's going to be okay. No, it won't. He put his arm on his shoulder and he said, Jonathan, it's going to be okay. Now, later, they went to the dentist and had his teeth checked out, and he was fine. But when he heard his uncle say, Jonathan, it's going to be okay. Building trust sometimes takes time. But one of the ways that we can do that is through shared meals in a community. As we go forth, we'll find as well that it's important that we build an esprit de corps. Now, some of you are asking, Pastor, what is esprit de corps? Well, according to Webster's Dictionary, it's the common spirit existing in the members of a group and inspiring enthusiasm, devotion, and strong regard for the honor of the group. And I have to tell you, there is a strong esprit de corps here in this church because I see it in the love that you have for each other, the way you build up each other, the way you talk up for each other. I haven't heard one bad thing said. And that's awesome to see a church that truly loves and you respect. Now, we're not perfect, okay, because there's always going to be times for growth. But what I see is a love and respect for one another. And growing together is important. So let's continue the esprit de corps in this church. And yet another thing that's important, esprit de corps is similar to camaraderie. But camaraderie is important because... 
Camaraderie is built around relationships. Uh, Les and Leslie Parrott uh, share uh, in this uh, in their book. Recently, a pioneering band of researchers studied the age-old mystery of what makes people happy. Their answer is not what you would expect. What appears consistently at the top of the charts is not success or wealth, achievement, good looks, or any of those enviable assets. The clear winner is relationships. And especially when you look around, we are, we are very relationally, um, we, we place relationships very high. Because especially for young people, they want to be around their friends. And yet we also, we take value in our, our family being close to it, spending time with our friends. Camaraderie. How do we build camaraderie? Well, um, when I was living with a couple of my friends in Colton. There was a pizza company, I'm not going to say the name, but it's similar to uh, Father Johan. Some of you will get that soon. And um, we were the number one purchaser of pizzas from this particular franchise. And how we did that was somebody got a coupon, a buy one, get one free, of plain cheese pizzas, large. And we would all work together. Hey, here's a couple of bucks, and we would all work together. Uh, and we <laughs> we would buy pizzas. And and the guy who delivered the pizzas never took the coupon. So we were buying pizzas almost every day until at one point, literally, we had pizza boxes from the floor to the ceiling. And that was towards the end of the time that we had lived in that house. So we'd bought a bunch of pizza before, but we would always work together because we were hungry, we were young, the cheese and everything, all of those calories, it didn't mean anything because we could burn it off. How I long for those days again. Oh, it's a lot harder to lose weight as you get older. So kids, kids, I'm telling you, maintain a healthy lifestyle. All right, maintain, set good standard, good set good healthy habits now you can't eat del taco and mcdonald's every day for a year and not pay pay for it eventually amen have mercy i'm still recovering (laughs) but we would spend time together and we would share pizza we'd watch the lakers we'd watch the nfl on sundays and we would play video games and sometimes on Sunday mornings, we'd make, we'd make breakfast together. Somebody would make pancakes, somebody would make eggs, somebody would make the turkey bacon. We'd make all of these awesome different types of foods, and we would share them together. That's what built our community amongst, I think there's probably about seven or eight of us that are extremely tight. Madden, Madden football on PlayStation. So camaraderie. Camaraderie is important. And yet we also, being productive, it's, I read somewhere recently that if you want to be able to be productive, especially in your company, you've got to get to know each other. So spend time with meals together. Break bread regularly with one another. Having all of these things will build productivity, but it also creates joy and comfort. Knowing that you are not alone. One of the blessings that we have here in this community is that we can come together, as I've noticed, that uh, there are relationships 
that are that have been built over many years and of sharing the joys and the challenges of life. Maybe some of us have had a great week and some of us have had some struggles, but we can come together, and I know that at my church, we can come together and we can pray about it. Just as we did last week, Lourdes. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you every day. So we bring our joy and we bring our challenge. And through that, through the community of breaking of bread and, and fellowshipping with one another, we find strength and we find conviction. And yet together as well, there are opportunities to serve because as a community, there is much more that can be done where there's two, three, or a hundred of us compared to one person. One of the things that I love to do is um, I force myself to put, my, uh, to put myself in a position where I can meet others. And over the years, uh, 10 years ago, I started doing CrossFit before it blew up, before it was on ESPN. And uh, there's a sense of community when you're suffering every day working out, whether it's five minutes or it's an hour-long workout. It builds strength and community. And it wasn't about trying to look awesome or fit or anything. It was just simply trying to get healthy. And there was, I, I literally found, it almost felt like church. Because when I would come in, we got to know each other's names. We got to know about our families. We did life together. We hung out. We had barbecues. And later on, as time went by, I, when I got into cycling, I joined a cycling group called the Bicycle Friends. It was started uh, by a, a friend of mine named Jason, where he, he started a blog. And slowly over time, we got together, and, and I, we would ride together. I'm not able to ride with them as much now, but we, we would start in Claremont on Mondays and Thursday nights. Just hanging out. Sometimes we'd, we'd have a meal afterwards, or sometimes we thought it would be a great idea to play basketball. And uh, yeah, cyclists should not play basketball. <laughs> I, I was hurting for three days afterwards. But the ex- shared experience of sharing a meal after playing basketball, and even though I was hobbled, it was good to be around these people. I count them as some of my dearest friends. But one of the things that we do every Thanksgiving is we, we, we do a food drive. And so I can drop cans off at the local InCycle, at the Chevy, Chevy dealership in uh, Glendora, because one, uh, Mike is a, is a rep there. And we would have boxes out where we could set aside. And we, we do, uh, collected uh, toys, we collected uh, for Christmas, we collected canned goods for Thanksgiving. And... All of this would not be possible without the many bicycle friends that we have. Well, we're just getting together and ride. But for me, it was an opportunity to be able to meet other people and share and do good for the Lord. So how, how do we minister and how do we build community? How do we build uh, fellowship and breaking of bread? We have to be intentional about it. We have to meet regularly with other people and invite them, perhaps for lunch. Even just simply meeting other people, just saying, hello, how are you? How have you been? Did you know that a new person walking into a church, if they can meet and get to know seven people, 
Seven people. We've got more than seven people here, right? There's a good, strong chance that they will stay with that church because they have seven new friends. And that's why it's important when we come to church that we not just say hi to the people that we know, but challenge and force ourselves to get to know other people that we don't know as well. And when we see new faces, just simply say, hey, my name is Chris. I'm glad to see you today, and you're here. Something as simple as that. But be intentional. Invite people for a meal. Have potluck at home. I was very fortunate that I got to, I got to have lunch with uh, Lourdes, Stavo, Pilar, and, and Philip, and Marilyn last week. We had an awesome time just getting to know each other. Simple things like that go a long way in being able to build and foster community. But yet, find things to do that's fun. Maybe uh, you love uh, some... Young people love go-karts, all right? Go go go-karting. Go fishing. Go to the beach. Find opportunities to meet outside and just do live life together. And as we grow together, as we share and as we break bread, as we live life together, starting every day, starting small, community that we have will grow and strengthen and flourish. I'm reminded in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 where it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. If they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, If two life lie together, they keep warm. How can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. You know, a piece of rope doesn't have just one string. It has hundreds, if not thousands, of little pieces binding and tied together. With one string, I could probably break it. But when there's hundreds, if not thousands, it's much, much harder. May we work together to strengthen and uplift this community here in Downey. As we share meals together, as we hang out, as we fellowship, as we build our community, may we do it to uplift the Lord, that God may use us to share the good news here in Downey. May God bless you, lead you, and guide you. Grace and peace. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.